so obvious that Britney's being unfairly treated yes. by her father and her father's team of people. When you listen to this song, they presented her as this image of like naive, young, let me do my thing, sex icon. Then they just tore her down. Yeah. You know? Said she can't handle her own affairs. Yeah. We got to handle all her money. And, you know, to be fair, there may have been like a blip along the way where she wasn't in a good place. Could it have and been it, postpartum depression or something? I mean, yeah, could have who been, knows? Could have been anything. But, you know, think about the people in your life that you know that have had rough patches and times where they haven't been in, a, in the best place. It's not like mm-hmm. somebody came in and said, I need to control all the finances immediately. I mean, look, if there was somebody who had a full breakdown mm-hmm. and they were unable to even look after themselves, maybe you need to have someone come in and be like an executor. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever you call it, a power of attorney. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Britney Spears, if she's capable of performing and doing everything that she's done in the last 20 years, how can she not make a decision on where she wants to live or what house she wants to buy? Or yeah. it, like, I can't believe that some of the health decisions that she's not in control of. Yeah, she says that she, I mean, and this is based on a testimony she made on Wednesday. Uh, of this week in court asking for her conservatorship from her father to be over, which has been going on for 13 years. She says she wants to get married and potentially at least have more children with her boyfriend, but she's not even allowed to do that. She has an IUD and she would like to have it removed, but they will not book the appointment for her. She has to have them book an appointment for her. I mean, they have control over every single aspect of her life. And just when I think back to like her finances, was there ever a time where you, like Britney was in the news for splashing out ridiculously on stuff? Like she wasn't one of those celebrities that you saw uh, spending all their money on stuff where you might go, oh God, I better step in there and curb that spending. You, you know, know? You look at uh, <laughs> any famous musician, well, not any, but a lot of them. Like, uh, look at uh, Elton John, for example. Mm-hmm. He had a massive Coke problem. He was spending money like crazy, sh- like a shopaholic would just buy all kinds of stuff. And there was never a point where everyone's like, oh, we got to get in there and take control of his finances. Like yeah. his family didn't, you know, uh, file with the courts like we need to have the money and dole it out to him in yeah. small portions. You're right. And, and I mean, look, he he got healthy and he got clean. And uh, think about how many musicians have had drug problems. Well, think about <laughs> all the people that have had drug problems. Yeah, and you don't hear about people coming in and starting to manage their money. I honestly wish that somebody did manage my money. Yeah, well, look, because you didn't have a lot. You didn't have enough to be living the lifestyle that you were living. Yeah, but keep in mind, Bundes, in this case, they're also taking a cut for themselves. It's not just, I'm going to help her manage her money. I don't think that it's right, like, what's what's happening to Britney Spears at this point. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. that... When you have a drug problem, I spent $150,000 on drugs. Yeah. In a couple Fuck. of years. I, how, how did you calculate that? And did it make you like... A, because a, I, 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 I had a substantial amount of money that I had saved oh and, and my put God. away. And I depleted it all. 
Okay. Fuck. I kept just enough at the end to put on to a mortgage. And the rest of it, I blew on drugs. And had I not done that, I would have been fucking laughing right now. Yeah, you would have been way ahead. Way ahead. All of my hard work, all of the shit I've been through, <laughs> all the money I had, I pissed it away. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And, uh, and if I had let my mom or somebody I trusted had access to that account where they would have to co-sign if I wanted to withdraw, uh-huh. I would have had all that money. I would have been in rehab sooner. I would have kicked my habit. But instead, I went two years and blew it all on drugs. And so you Jeez. think um, that you wouldn't have resorted to other things to get money in order to fuel your uh, drug habit? Like, I might have, but it would have been so much harder. It was so easy for me to go to the bank and withdraw $10,000 out of an, an account and then give myself, you know, a couple months worth of supply mm-hmm. of cash mm-hmm. to buy drugs and then do it again and do it again. And it's only a little bit at a time, right? So oh, it doesn't fuck. feel like you're 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 draining the bank account. It's not like I'm going into overdraft every time to buy drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's always a little bit more. I still got more time. I still got more time. Where mm-hmm. ha- had I hit rock bottom earlier, it would have forced me into the thing that I ended up eventually being forced into. Yeah, but don't you think, and not to, I mean, obviously in hindsight you could say that, but couldn't you also say that maybe you would have been driven to other directions. Like I asked you way back when, when we had this conversation, like if you had ever thought about doing heroin, because people who develop habit, like oxy habits, who run out of money will often try and take their body out of withdrawal and feed their addiction through uh, heroin because it's essentially like a much dirtier version of Oxy, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. so that you can have somebody who's like a successful, uh, they have a career going, they have an accident, they're on Oxy. Oh, wait, now I'm taking more. Now I'm enjoying the feeling. I'm medicating, self-medicating, and now I have no money. So now if I want to have that feeling... There is a way. I just got to get heroin now. Mm -hmm. And so then they develop a heroin addiction. Like you could say maybe if you didn't have that money, if someone was controlling it, maybe it would have drove you in that direction because you wouldn't have had that. Like you were on Oxy a long time, right? What was the amount of time? It was over a year. Yeah, but I was I was doing it oh, probably two, three years. Yeah. So I wonder if you hadn't had that much time with it before you ran out of money if you hadn't reached that bottom, if you would have gone in that direction, you could easily say that as well, that maybe you would have been a heroin addict. It's, it's quite possible, but I, I also don't know, if I, if I didn't have the money to begin with, I don't know if I would have ever gotten to the point where I became that addicted. Oh or- yeah, that's true too, right? Because it would take some money to buy the black market pills to begin with in order to feed that initial addiction. Yeah, because yeah, it starts as like, you know, your doctor gives you 30 pills and, you know, one weekend you decide to like have some fun with your pals and there goes the bottle, but you still actually do have a little bit of pain from time to time. Yikes. So you still need some, but you don't know how to get it now. And then uh. it's like, oh, you find somebody that has and then, oh, okay, I'll buy it off them. And then you wait till your next doctor appointment and you get a new prescription. But then the pain starts to get more and your tolerance starts to build. And then Shit. all of a sudden it just snowballs out of control. Right. And you don't, mm. you don't realize what you're doing until all of a sudden you wake up one day in complete withdrawal. And you're like, holy shit, I'm addicted to this. And you, didn't, and like it, you just don't see it coming. It hits How you out of nowhere. How long does it take you to feel addicted to it? Like, like is it months yeah. or is it weeks? Or? Uh, it, it, it's going to depend for different people. Um, 
and it depends on how often you're taking it mm-hmm. and how much you're taking it. So I, I, it could take you, yeah, it could take a few weeks, three, four months, or sorry, three, four weeks, six weeks, something like that. You're if if you're taking it regularly, yeah, your body gets used to having it yeah. in the system, and then yeah, I don't know. They say that about anti-anxiety drugs. There's some of them that like you know can help you a lot, but when you want to get off them, it's a nightmare. So you would you would at the beginning you were giving them to friends too, like your friends were crushing a few, and uh, yeah, they were like. They were like party drugs, man. Right. Like, you know, yeah. it was just like it was fun for, for young guys to get fucked up. You know, it's like, oh, I got some oxy here. Take this. Yeah, sure. Oh, shit. I'm all woozy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And what, then you'd all just sit around on a couch and be like out of it for a while. Sit, smoke cigarettes, drink, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. Uh. And then did did it get to a point where you're like, I'm not giving any of these away. And your friends would be like, hey, do you have any oxy? You're like, nope. Yeah, 100%. Whoa. Yeah, cuz cuz they're hard to source sometimes. They're very you and ha- expensive. It's it's it was awful, man. It was fucking awful. I had like 10 different people all over the GTA and I would drive sometimes 2 hours to meet a guy at a cottage because like, you know, he had and that was the only guy that had. Oh my yeah. god. And what what do you pay for a pill? Black market was there kind of a set price or would it really fluctuate depending on It would fluctuate. Um you know, I had a guy that would give them to me for five bucks a pill, and that was a steal because they're generally ten bucks a pill. Okay, mm. so five to ten a pill, but then if you're taking like fifty in a day, then you're paying five hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, Jeez. crazy. So yeah, but imagine like yeah, so it would have been great if someone in your family had recognized the problem and stepped up. But then you know, you look at Brittany's dad. He allegedly is making around $16,000 a month managing her finances. So now he has like a financial mm. um, tie to this whole equation. <laughs> like if you, mm-hmm. if, what you would want is your dad or your mom to step in, take control, but not benefit from it financially. Because then all of a sudden you have to start questioning the motive behind the yeah you know all i would have all i would have liked was like a cosign on withdrawing from that account yeah just somebody that you'd have to like go get explain approval and then they'd be like do you really want to do this it's just like one filter yeah but i also think britney's dad was getting like bonus uh bonuses when she would sign on like for the vegas residency i'd get like a cut almost like an agent yeah he was he was almost like an agent manager and in charge of those gigs. I mean, he was booking her for gigs she didn't want to do. So she would show up at stuff and not perform. And, you know, that only really looks bad on her because everyone's like, what's wrong with Britney? We're all here to see her. Boo, yeah, you know, yeah. but it was her make. This is the only way that she could control her dad was by getting on stage and walking off. And you think about it, too, like you're, you're so right when you say it looks bad on her, mm-hmm. but they don't know the backstory. It's sort of like you could easily, if in this day and age, if we didn't have social media and Taylor Swift didn't have the platform that she had to talk about her experiences with some of her former business, uh, you know, yes. uh, arrangements like she's, you know, uh, Scooter Braun uh, is talking about how, you know, Taylor's sort of making stuff up and Taylor's like, what are you fucking talking about? It's like everyone sort of has a voice now You're to right. talk about what's going on. Yeah. But you could have easily just said, oh, you know, if you didn't, if 
different artists didn't have these platforms today, they could be made to look like they're the villain in the yeah. situation. Imagine that's the only thing you have control over is like when you start to sing. So, you know, she gets driven to the event, forced on stage, but she's not going to perform. That's all she could do. I mean, Amy Winehouse did that, too. She'd get booked for gigs by a guy who, you know, wasn't looking out for her best interests. And she'd walk on stage and be smashed. She was drinking the whole time because she never wanted to perform in the first place. She shouldn't have been on tour. She was sick. And then she'd just get on stage and not perform. And Mm. it does look bad, but you can see... That's the only thing they have that they're able to control. I wonder, uh, I mean, wouldn't it be crazy that, uh, let's just say, because Brittany's asking for this whole uh, situation to be over. Imagine if like it ends Mm -hmm. and she just spirals out of control. Like it turns (laughs) out that dad really was looking after her best interest (laughs) and that we've been sold this like phony uh, story and everything about how he's controlling and she spent like immediately loses all the money and you know, well, you know, she's bankrupt. I I think she, would you not go on a little bit of a spending spree if there's been somebody managing your finances all this time? Her allowance was, and I don't know if this was recently or when it started, but she was getting like $2,000 a week, which, you know, is not for somebody who's worth millions of dollars, mm-hmm. they certainly can afford to spend more than $2,000 a week. So her dad was making more money than her yeah, monthly. Yeah, like he's making $16,000. She's getting up. like four grand a week. What would be karma is if they mm. put the dad under conservatorship with Britney and then Britney can control his finances, <laughs> make yeah. a cut off any money he makes in the future. I mean, she see, certainly seems capable of looking after herself. Is she going to make always the best decisions? Maybe not, but you could say that just about anyone in the yes. world today. Like, do yes. I think Bundes always makes the right decisions? <laughs> Maybe no. not. You know, yeah, nor do Mara I. And, nor do and I. Matt, do I always think they're making the best decisions? <laughs> not always, but you know, sometimes I'm wrong, and they are. They made the right decision. People have to be allowed to go through their life and make those mistakes. And maybe looking back, Bundes, it was all part of your grand scheme of like learning and. Sure. recovery and like sure. un- it's very unfortunate that you blew all that money but well yeah i mean i, I definitely don't think i would have um it's funny because even though i worked pretty damn hard to get it all in the first place i don't really think i had an appreciation of of that work at a young age right. or what that money really meant at yes. a younger age yes versus how i do now and how how hard it is to save money now right when you have like all these Bills costs crazy expenses yeah you're yeah. paying a mortgage you got a car to get, you got two cars you got to maintain in your case yeah and then all of a sudden it's like yeah you want to put away thousand bucks here two thousand there whatever comes a lot more challenging yeah, it seemed a lot easier back then when when expenses were a lot lower and like you know saving from from a young age of 15 when i started working and then the band and just it's like i just kind of accumulated over time i was like oh i'm living free i got nothing to worry about i can Mm. do whatever the hell i want and then the next thing you know it's all good you know it's funny that you bring up like you know how you could maybe see other people making mistakes and uh i i remember when matt and mora talked about opening a bar my first thought was like what if there's a global pandemic (laughs) It's like, what if there's a global pandemic <laughs> right. and they can only serve like four people at a time for the long term? Guys, we you had know, our liquor celib- license for like eight months before the pandemic started. I know. And I saw it coming a mile. <laughs> I, I was like, even when you were at cafe, I'm like, you know what? This business model is going to fail if there's ever a global pandemic. I'm joking. Of oh, course, my God. God. 
Like you can't foresee things like that, right? You can't foresee yeah. what you know. It's all part of the journey. It sucks because you guys were just hitting your stride, eh? Like what? The, two everyone told us. Up to it? Everyone told us they're like, "Oh, you guys have had a nice little run, but wait till January, February, March. It's going to be dead in the bar. Nobody goes out January, February because they got no money after Christmas." We were like, t- like a roller coaster that hasn't gone down the hill. We were just going up, 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 packed 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 we were like oh my god this is so exciting we were a hot spot and then everything stopped yeah went from making great money to zero money zero and losing rental income from our friends that were downstairs you know because they were making no money yeah so it was just like fuck but you know everyone's been put to the test yeah well some more than others for sure Mm -hmm. some people are benefiting some businesses are thriving the plexiglass industry they've never (laughs) had a better year than 2020 a hundred percent yeah i know i knew someone who had to go get a small piece of plexiglass cut you know like just for some little home project yeah forget about it it was going to take like a month or something to get it done whereas before the pandemic you could have probably had it same day or next day yeah but it was like no we're building plexiglass walls for every loblaws in the city right now (laughs) like yeah think about that industry yeah there's a lot of industries i mean i was in the bay yesterday and something that blew my mind you know how they have the makeup counters and everything they've now got them covered with plastic so that I guess people aren't breathing on all the makeup samples because they'll have blush and eyeshadow just sitting out like color palettes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting, like everything was covered in plastic, like a layer of cellophane. You know, I saw that coming too. I'm like, you'll never be able to sell makeup long-term in a retail outlet like this <laughs> if there's ever a global pandemic. I said, I'm pretty sure I said that in 2007, right. walking around the bay. Mm. You know, Same it, thing with the buffet <laughs> this like, buffet this thing. This buffet thing might look good now, but if there's ever a global pandemic, this whole business model is terrible. I said that in 1997. <laughs> you know, it's funny just talking about the pandemic and covering up things and how we've like changed um, everything it is we do in our life. I, I it dawned on me last night. I, I had to go to a viewing last night, and when I was there, usually if I go into a store, I like keep my distance from people, and I'm like. You know, a little cautious, try not to like breathe on people. Yeah, you feel bad almost if you have to walk down an aisle where someone's already yeah. in it. Yeah. It was really weird because when I was there, although it's my family, a lot of them I don't really know that well. There's like at the viewing, everybody was like handshaking, hugging. Mm. And I know it was a sad situation and you're looking for comfort, but it was like a natural reaction to just be human with people. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until after I left where I'm like, oh, fuck, I should probably wash my hands, right? Like, it just, it didn't dawn on me being put in a situation like that of, like, real, that humanness of, of, of being together with people in a, in a tough situation. All that went out the window. And I, and I wonder how long is it really going to last this way? Like, will people actually get back to... Yeah. I had the same thing happen to me at a funeral during the pandemic where I went there and, like... You know, it was a, a death of somebody in their 50s. And, uh, you know, the, the parents were there. They had lost both of their children to addiction. And, you know, everyone was just heartbroken. And they came down the aisle and the mom, like, touched everyone's hand, grabbed it and as a thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I knew some people were probably like, oh, God, you're not supposed to do it. But 
Yeah, what are you going to do? I reached for her hand without hesitation <laughs> because yeah. there is something to be said about the human touch. And i that's why I do think that we'll go back to that. You're only seeing it in moments of extreme pain. You say that, Maura. You say that, but I remember when I first started shaking hands in the early 80s, thinking, you know, if there's ever a global pandemic, this is going to be terrible. There's no way this can, we could sustain this form of greeting if there's ever a global pandemic. I saw it coming in the early 80s. You really I know. did, yeah. You I was like... You really could foresee everything, this guy. Yeah. Nostra Tucker Domus. <laughs> what do you see, foresee for Britney's situation? Huh? I, I foresee... You know, I said way back in the, uh, I think it was 2002, if her dad ever gets control of her finances, it's not going to be a good situation. And look what happened. I don't know. I hope she gets out of this deal. It seems like a raw deal to me. And hopefully she ends up being happier. I hope so too. Maybe if she wants to have another kid, have another kid. Maybe with a less douchey father. (laughs) Give us another one of these songs. How about that? I think those days are done. I think the new music days are over for Britney Spears, but, you know, there's no reason why you can't celebrate all her existing music and and have her continue to do that sort of like uh, occasional residency. Sure. The Daily Take Twos coming up next. I'm just looking at the best and worst food items to order on a first date. I think number one on the worst list is what happens when someone's trying too hard. Oh, oysters. Oysters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ding, 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 ding. You got that one. Yeah. You got oysters that. named number one food to avoid on a first date. Because that just screams like, oh, yeah, I got some oysters so we can get all horned up Stop. and go back to my place. Oh. <laughs> Unless the two of you, like, just genuinely like oysters. And it's like oysters. a hot day and you just want to be sitting outside. Drinking something bubbly and some oysters. Like, yeah, that's kind of fun. Like, One of my favorite things to order going out for dinner is like maybe a half dozen or a dozen oysters just to get things started. And it's not from a creepy. I want to get a horny, <laughs> have some oysters with me kind of way. It's literally just something my wife and I enjoy eating. I'm pretty sure you've said on the radio that you can eat an entire plate of oysters with no hands. I could. It would be pretty funny to see. But I, I, I That's a good line to I, say. Say on a first day. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know. see this plate? I can eat this without any hands. I don't even. I think anyone can. <laughs> if they've been shucked properly, yeah, they, they yeah. probably can. Yeah, if they cut off that last little piece that's attached to the shell, it's but no problem. Still, it's quite graphic to I'm, see somebody go yeah. face deep in a yeah. plate of oysters. <laughs> oh, more to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. I'm pretty sure as a joke because I don't think I've ever eaten an oyster without using my hands. <laughs> Please try and yeah. report back. I will. Steve has a guess. Yeah, for he best or worst. Worst. He okay. says uh, the worst. Food Food is anything that would make you gassy, like cabbage or some sort of vegetable or anything garlicky. Yeah, you know, that didn't really show up here, but I could see why you would think that would be uh, that. Uh, curry made the list. So curry would be the one thing, I guess, like that, you mm. know, strong flavors that may be hard to shake after. Mm-hmm. Okay, best food. 
A pizza pie. A oh, pizza. Oh my god. You get a pie. So no. obvious I couldn't even. Yeah, I know. No. I mean, it falls right into your Friday night plan, your ritual. Friday night's pizza night. Grab a pizza with someone. It's, you can you know, share it. That's nice. That's yeah. what's key about it. Is it's yes. easy, it's fun, and it's shareable. Okay, Sad. any other guesses for best or worst? How about corn on the cob, Tucker? Corn Show me corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. All right, let's take a look. <laughs> corn on the cob. <laughs> Did that make the list? It made the list of worst foods. You got yeah. it. Really? Corn on the cob. Who Rounds orders the corn list. on the cob? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What a day. Well, if you went to like a barbecue place, maybe. Okay. okay. All right, hold on then. Yeah. I mean, I believe that a Look bur- at the way I just crushed that cob. <laughs> you know what's next? <laughs> Once I pick all this corn out of my teeth. <laughs> oh, great. Um, I was going to say burger because burgers can be pretty sloppy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Our burgers on the Do list. I got burger up there? No. Oh. Burgers actually made the list of best things to order. It was number two right behind pizza. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Great. yeah, well, yeah my yeah, lipstick's yeah. coming off on that sucker. Okay, here's another one. Yeah. Tucker, show me those baby back ribs, baby. <laughs> baby back ribs. <laughs> no, it doesn't have no, to be. No, 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 he's right, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right beside corn on the cob, surprise. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah. worst things you can order? Yeah, yeah, worst oh. things to order. Baby bat, well, any kind of ribs. Any kind ribs, of rib. Corn on the cob made that. So basically any barbecue restaurant is out. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? This is taking a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. We're going to we're gonna break. We're going to come back in a bit, and I'm going to finish off this list, because you're going to want to take detailed notes. <laughs> worst and best items to order if you're headed out on a first date. Tucker and Mora, what are the best and worst items to order on a first day? We got the list in front of us. We already established pizza, the best, oysters, the worst. <laughs> uh, also on the worst list, uh, lobsters on that list. <laughs> Lobster. yeah. All right. <laughs> Show me tuna steak. <laughs> I don't know why that would be. Unless, tuna steak's on there? I know. Tuna steak would be, ahi tuna would be delicious. I'd Very love light. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sushi made that list. Really? What? Yeah. Of worst? Worst. We got to text from somebody saying yeah. anything fishy might be off-putting uh, on muscles. the first date. Muscles on the list. Plus, worst things to order. You got to be careful because, you know, you get shellfish, you crank a muscle open that didn't really want to crank open, Ooh, and you eat that sucker because yeah. you're nervous, yeah. you're not thinking things through. Yeah. You're okay. not uh, sealing the deal after that date. Okay, so that's all basically all fishy, <laughs> shellfish, stuff like that. Avoid. Okay, the things to order, pizza on top, uh, followed by burgers. Yeah. Then you got your salad. Salad is in there, right? Yeah, then you got your steak. Mm. You got your ice cream. You got a roast dinner. A roast? <laughs> a roast? <laughs> you get the ro- I, a roast. I, I'm here for the roast beef, please. Bring me a big <laughs> plate of meat. Side <laughs> of Yorkshire pudding That's and potatoes. <laughs> You're I'm going stuck. to town. I'm stuffed. I can't eat another bite. Yeah, that seems odd, eh? It seems a bit yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not there to eat. You're there to, um, like, talk to someone. Lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> you biggest. 
last piece of lasagna, followed by a roast beef. <laughs> Wait, that's on the yeah, list of yeah. what to order? Yeah, yeah, lasagna made the list of what, what? to order on a first lasagna? day. Lasagna? I know. So heavy and yeah, delicious, but yeah. so heavy. Chicken wings are there on the list of things to order. Really? Yes. It's so messy. It's right there. It's so messy. Yeah, but it's a little sensual, you know? You're eating with your hands, getting dirty. <laughs> Depends on the person. Stir fry is on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. I just love the stir fry. <laughs> Last on the list. Uh, chocolate brownie. <laughs> there you go. I like a little dessert item. Then. <laughs> I love that. There you go. That sounds like yeah. you got some options. Yeah. Uh, what about meatballs? <laughs> spicy meatball, right? It's a spicy <laughs> meatball. Uh, unless they're incorporated into the lasagna, they did not make the list. Okay. Turkey dinner did. <laughs> no, it didn't. Give me your turkey dinner special. <laughs> Bonus points if you order the Toblerone after. A study found four things that you can do that will make it a hell of a lot easier to move back in with your parents if that's your situation that you're in. Breaking up with your wife. (laughs) Moving back in with the folks. Or uh, lost my job. Lost uh, your job. Gotta move back home. Moving back home. A lot of people are making that decision. So here's four things you can do to make it easier. Mm -hmm. Set clear expectations. Okay. For example, are you going to pay rent? Are you going to help with the bills? Just whatever the situation is, make sure you're on the same page. Because maybe they were hoping you'd buy the odd grocery once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Number two. Hey, how about you contribute in some way? Hello? Help with the chores? Who, who wrote this list? Some parents who just had their kid move in with them and they're like... Yeah. Just trying to set everybody else up? Exactly. Just like make sure you're clear about what you're going to be contributing. Maybe it's just in chores. They're like, you know what, Dad? I'm, I got the lawn this summer. Yeah. I got the lawn. Okay. Number three, set Why do you do the bathroom? That's what I really want you to do. <laughs> yeah. Set a timeline so that they know how wow. long you're planning just on staying. Just a few months. Trust me, just it's just a few months. <laughs> I get back on my feet, right? God, imagine moving back in with your parents, Bundes. No. They got that pool in the backyard. Spent uh, spent a week with them, and it was great. You know, it was nice to hang out with them, but... Nice to leave, too. Nice to leave and go back home. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Number four, this is important, Bundes. Act like an adult! Don't be throwing pool parties in your parents' backyard! Don't get into those old habits. Don't hit their liquor cabinet. Buy your own. Hey, Chris, why don't you buy your own? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. That's how I imagine your dad. They definitely don't talk like that. No, no, no. No accent. No No accent. Okay. No Mediterranean accent. (laughs) (laughs) You play video games all day. Why don't you go out and do something? (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's four ways to... Move in with the folks. Great. If, hopefully you don't have to do it. Hopefully. If you do, now you're prepared. Yes. Let's talk around Mora. You're just talking about how to make life easier if you have to move back in with your parents. Sabrina knows a little bit about that. She uh, recently had to move back in with her parents. Sabrina, what happened? Uh, and, and where are you at in this situation? About two years ago, um, I actually went through a divorce and uh, my ex had left me in a not great position. 
so I ended up moving back in with my parents, which I'm, I'm very grateful they allowed me to because it allowed me to get back on my feet and, and save money because ultimately I wanted to buy a house. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a very long, <laughs> stressful two years. Yeah, when you bring that up with them, or do they just offer out of the gate? Like, you need anything, you want to come stay here, you come on in, Sabrina, we'll welcome you back. Or do you have to be like, Mom, I kind of need a favor? Well, they, they knew everything like that I was going through, and it we had split, and we still continued to live together for a bit because we do have a we had a two year old at the time. Mm-hmm. We were just trying to slowly transition, kind of thing. But it was just it was not a very good situation. And they were like, "No, we're doing this." And they showed up, and they just start like packing all my stuff, and so I didn't really have to ask. Great, that's amazing. That probably helped you get out of that situation. It did for sure. Yeah, like I'm so grateful for it because yeah, like, it did allow me to save up a lot of money, and then. Also, just, like, mentally, I guess, like, just repair myself. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it definitely was uh, a long two years. Yeah, who do you think it was longer for? For them or for you? I think for me, my parents got to really um, bond with my son. So it was good for them in that aspect. They were really upset that we were leaving. Oh, yeah. They, uh, you, they weren't like, man, you're crushing the vibe around here. <laughs> you know, having little kids. They were so ecstatic that we were there just because... A lot of grandparents don't get that bond. Yeah. yeah. That access. So did any any of those tips that we were talking about make sense to you? Like, did you guys come up with a way for you to, like, contribute in some way around the house? It, it was kind of give and take for sure on both ends. Um, I find there is a lot more that should have been added to that list. Yes. Yeah? You want to add to it right now? Like, what would you <laughs> add to it? Um, Probably just to, like, set a little bit more boundaries in regards to like this is my space Mm. or I always was kind of like am I allowed to have like a friend over kind of thing and like I'm 30 so it was like weird going hey mom like can I have someone come over (laughs) (laughs) that's weird yeah yeah Yeah, exactly and you're not talking just about guys like you're just talking about anyone coming over yeah just anyone in general because like is it okay if Samantha comes over to watch a movie <laughs> down in the basement? Exactly, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. And now you're out. Yes. I moved out last weekend. Oh, Whoa! this is fresh. This is super fresh. And how does it feel? Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's been in the works for the last three months. So okay. we knew it was coming. And then uh, it was just a matter of picking when we were doing it. So then last weekend, um, I had almost everything packed up. So I was like, let's go. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we're glad you're back on your feet, and we're glad your parents were there to catch you when you were falling. Yeah, and, uh, that's amazing. Jess just texted. She says your parents deserve a medal for that. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what, like, if when my kids move out, if there'll be a time where I'm like, ah, I wish they'd move back in. I miss them. Right now, I think we'd be like, yeah, stay alive. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you for Sunday night dinner. Uh, bye-bye. Right. <laughs> I uh, appreciate you uh, coming on the show with us. I always appreciate yeah, it when have people. A great day. Yeah, you too. I have the top <laughs> reasons men refuse to make a doctor's appointment. These really made me laugh. <laughs> this makes me laugh so much. Number four. Yeah. It's easier to go to the emergency uh, room if it gets worse than to book an appointment and just deal with oh, it. Man. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> that is the worst I'll, way to look after yourself, but okay. I'll just go to emerge when it gets worse. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Number three. It'll probably heal on its own. 
Yeah. I 100% agree. This again. is you, Bundes. This is you. Yeah. Number two. You're too busy. You too busy. Time. You don't have time to do a virtual appointment with your doctor. You're too busy. And the number one reason men uh, like to refuse to make a doctor's appointment is because it makes them feel like a wimp. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, the hypocrisy is, is that, uh, you know, a lot of guys would never let that weird noise from their car go oh, unchecked Yes, at a dealership, you know. And, uh, oh, what's making this weird noise? I better get that looked at. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, their body starts making weird noises. And, eh, no interest. It'll probably go away. Yeah, it'll go away. They found yeah. that there's one thing you can do to get men to go to the doctor sooner. 56% of men say the number one thing that gets them to the doctor first is a woman who's important in their life telling them they should go. <laughs> Whether it's their girlfriend or their mom Mm -hmm. or their grandma, that will get you to go. Gotcha. Just to get them off your back. <laughs> Pretty much. Just to get them off your yeah. back. <laughs> to make you happy, I'm looking above it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, a lot of things, if you catch it early, you have a much better chance of dealing yeah. with it than if you let it go. And I have to say, as somebody who's experienced the virtual appointments, whether it's just on the phone or over Zoom with the doctor, they're great. So fast. No waiting room. You know? Yeah. They said they were going to call it this time. They they called it that time. Or within minutes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's been pretty seamless. Pretty it's been great. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.